Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Forward Curve. Hello and welcome to The Forward Curve, the weekly podcast covering the commodity markets and the global economy, brought to you by Gold Street Advisors, the independent research and advisory firm. In today's episode, we talk about the U.S. government's new focus on increasing nickel production. I'm Christian Klapadecher, and joining me is our chief analyst, Robin Barr. Hello, Robin. So what's the story here? Okay, thanks, Christian. The Biden administration's 100-day review of critical supply chains, otherwise called an executive order 14017 entitled America's Supply Chains or Building Resilient Supply Chains, Revitalizing American Manufacturing and Fostering Broad Base Growth was published this week. The reports assess supply chain vulnerabilities across four key products, semiconductor manufacturing and advanced packaging, large capacity batteries like those for electric vehicles, critical minerals and materials like nickel, and pharmaceuticals and advanced pharmaceutical ingredients. Wow, what a list. Indeed. So is it a surprise that nickel was specifically referenced, Robin? Yes, because um, nickel isn't on the U.S. list of critical minerals. This was published uh, a while ago and there was no uh, nickel. Although the U.S. depends on imports, 68% of supplies come from what the report calls allied nations. These are Canada, Australia, Norway and Finland. But the Department of Energy, the DOE, has identified class one nickel, the type best suited to lithium ion batteries as both key vulnerability and key opportunity. To quote the report, if there are opportunities for the US to target one part of the battery supply chain, this, meaning nickel refining capacity, would likely be the most critical to provide short and medium term supply chain stability. Interesting. So what about the other battery raw materials like lithium and cobalt? Good question. The emphasis on nickel doesn't mean the White House is complacent about other critical battery materials such as lithium and cobalt, but it says a lot about how the administration is thinking about the problem. The U.S. is import dependent across the spectrum of battery metals with large parts of the supply chain captured by China, a problematic international trading partner. The ambition, therefore, is to stimulate more domestic mining and even more importantly, domestic processing through a potential mix of purchasing guarantees, federal funding and research and development into enhanced recovery technology. China's investment in this section of the supply chain has made them the world's leader despite limited domestic lithium supply, the report notes. Okay, so why target nickel then? When it comes to nickel, the only active U.S. mine, the Eagle Mine in Michigan, is due to retire in 2025, and domestic deposits are small and low-grade. There's no domestic nickel processing capacity outside a limited amount of byproduct salt production. Yet nickel is the one mineral likely to experience the most significant demand increase over the coming years, as we've already discussed here on the forward curve several times. Indeed, with nickel content rising in battery cathode design, not having enough poses a supply chain risk for battery manufacturing globally. 
not just in the U.S., the report said. I see. So is this anticipated growth of demand in any way connected to the desire to use less cobalt? It sure is. Nickel demand is rising because automakers are trying to reduce their usage of cobalt, a metal that is overshadowed by the negative repercussions of the mining of it, including grave risks to the health of its miners and damage to the environment, particularly in the Democratic Republic of Congo. The Department of Energy wants to fulfill a commitment to a multi-year initiative to address the scientific and engineering issues with reducing and eliminating the cobalt in EV batteries. Research is already taking place into new materials such as silicon and lithium metal anodes with progress to date very good. Excellent. So echoing our conversation from last week, can recycling help here? Absolutely. And a great point. Critical to reducing critical minerals dependence, we'll be building recycling capacity, according to the DOE. Battery recycling could meet up to 30% of nickel and 80% of cobalt usage in electric vehicles by the end of the decade. But there are multiple hurdles in getting there. It will require a national recycling policy to align a sector that is currently fragmented by state legislation. Without one, batteries will go to landfill or be exported to other countries where the metals would be extracted. So more research and development on how to recycle electric vehicle batteries needs to take place because it's currently unprofitable in many cases and is becoming more chemically difficult as battery ingredients multiply. Ideally, it should take place in tandem with the build-out of other parts of the battery supply chain, allowing new scrap to be continuously looped back into the production process. Despite the long list of challenges, the DOE concludes that recycled material could eventually supply a significant share of critical battery material needs. So to conclude, lots of vulnerabilities as the report highlights, but at the same time, lots of opportunity as well. An important thing to be aware of is that when it comes to mining metals, there are basically two main steps getting it from the ground and to the user. Extraction of the typically granular form from the earth, and then processing it into a solid shape of metal that can then be used by manufacturers. The processing stage is just as important as the extraction stage, and as is the case with gasoline, having that processing capacity can sometimes be even more valuable than the actual mineral deposit that contains the raw material. Absent some discovery of some massive new nickel deposits in the U.S., it's that processing capacity that the U.S. is going to need to develop to bring its ambitious plans to fruition. I want to thank Robin for joining me today, and I also want to thank you for joining us. Please be sure to subscribe to The Forward Curve on your favorite podcast platform. I'm Christian Klavodetcher, and on behalf of the Gold Street Advisors team, I thank you for listening. And remember, always keep an eye and ear on the forward curve.